do you live in a cave? Are you sleeping by a fire? Do you have blue lights in the sky? Confused they might be stars? Hi. <laughs> How are you? Uh, 3,600 at best. It's killing me. What do you mean 3,600? 3, <clears throat> what does that mean? <clears throat> Pool, pond. Am I right? In <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah. 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 Do, 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 do. Do you want to start the show? One, I, yeah, sure. Mm. Whatever you want. It's your show, so whatever you want to do. Hang on, i got to burn some sage. I'll be right back. Burn some sage. Yeah, that's a euphemism for uh, smoking a doobie on the toilet. I thought you uh, were more into the... Uh, Moxa. Oh, sure. Moxa selling parsley, sage, <laughs> rosemary. Who has the time anymore? No, no, no. Moxa. That's the uh, Moxa. The <laughs> acupuncture so, thing. It's so early. <laughs> it's so early. <laughs> moxa has to do with what did you say? Did you say what? Ever burn some moxa? I don't think I've ever knowingly burned a moxa. I mean, one time, maybe like unintentionally, like I, I slighted them on the subway or something. I don't know if I burned one. <laughs> burn so, one out? Burn one out? Yeah, you rub one out, you get one. Uh, this is a <laughs> traditional Chinese medicine therapy. It uses something called moxa, which is dried uh, mugwort. Mug- <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, mugwort. You burn it into it. It's like a. It looks like a cigar, mm-hmm. and it's a. It's a stick, and you cigars like a cigarette, but bigger. You burn it. You burn it while you're doing the acupuncture. You burn it while on the per- person's skin, and Ooh. it smells very similar to something else that smells. It sm- happens to smell very good, and uh, it's not the other thing. Is it something a body makes? No, it's something. Uh, the smell. High school students would covet. And some college. Oh, uh, Musk. And some adults. Dracar Noir. Dracar Noir. Aramis. Aramis. Brute. <laughs> High karate. Isn't it funny that Old Spice, when I was growing up, Old Spice was like your, your, your friend's dad <laughs> who couldn't afford to get a bed frame for your, your friend. <laughs> you, Just a mattress on, on the floor. shirt all the way yeah, home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's I, popular. Yes. Well, I think you know the uh, they made advertisements that people liked for that. But uh, Old, Old Spice to me is always those. Uh, yeah, the, the smell of it is very evocative because it's definitely like a grandpa uh, kind of smell. Bay rum, same. If you ever want to be like an old guy, and I know how you kind of like being an old guy, you wear hats and stuff. Try Bay rum. <laughs> Bay rum. Look into go-tos. it. I'm gonna give you my go tos. Can I give you my go tos? Go ahead. It's no moxa. High, high karate. High karamba. Hi, Caramba. Yeah. Patiently waiting for their men to return from the sea. <laughs> you're you're going to hear the mucus rattling in my chest, so be ready. Um, Are you sick? Oh, I, I understand there's a sickness. <clears throat> my daughter gave me a slow motion cold. Hi, oh. Karate. What does it mean, a slow motion? Slow motion cold. You know what I'm talking about. 
It's one of those colds. You get them all the time when you, you get sick. I mean, when you get sick, it's not the kind of sick where you like go all the way down. Uh-huh. You don't lose all your hit points at once. It's more like, oh, God, I'm getting, oh, yeah, I'm getting, ah, I'm, ah, <coughs> I'm definitely getting sick. <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. And it takes like two days to get sick. And then it, it, you don't get like sick enough where you just lay in bed and moan. You feel like kind of a pussy if you just lay in bed and moaned. And so you still have to do like the walking dead, right? You got to get around, cut that out. And so you still uh, have to do your stuff because you can't, you're not sick enough. To, you know what I mean? You're not like, yeah. you know, and so anyway, I'm hoping getting rid of it. Uh, let's see, amoxicillin. Uh, you've got uh, Old Spice. I'm going to give you my go-tos. Here's some good go-tos. Now, now are you, you're a, you're a uh, dry shaver, right? You're an electric shaver? Yeah, I switched to a, a, an electric razor a number of years ago, the Braun, I think it's the Braun 7000 yes. series. The, good, the, the good one. Right, okay. Um, I would say, uh, as you know, you've got to go in with a totally different philosophy of skin and hair. Yeah. In life, if you're doing uh, wet shaving versus electric shaving. Yeah. You're aware of this, right? Yeah. You want to do the opposite. So <clears throat> if you're going to shave, you could shave just totally dry with an electric razor, which works okay. Or the, all I'm going to say is that like, if you're going to wet shave, you want it to be wet, 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 right? All the soap, all the hot water, wet, 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 wet. Soak your face. Uh, good tip. If you don't want to go out and buy fancy uh, shaving oil, if you're a wet shaver, meaning you use like a, you know, a brush or a, or, you know, straight razor, however you use it. You go in, you put on some olive oil, put olive oil on your face, hand to God. This is not a prank. This is not a cow tipping thing. This is real. You uh, put on, uh, you put on some olive oil and then put your soap and stuff on over that and you get a great shave. Opposite of that, as you know, if you're doing an electric shave, you want to be dry. And in fact, you want something that's going to harden the hairs rather than soften them, wouldn't you say? Well, you would. Do you do any preparation? uh, With the electric? No. Yes. Mm Mm-mm. Have you ever tried a preparation? Yeah, I've tried those things that they sell that they're sort of like an electric shave pre. And, and I don't. Uh... You have you ever tried electric shave? Yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. It's a little green uh, or blue. Yeah, it yeah. works really well. I didn't notice much difference. Go it to just number felt one. greasy and gross. So this is the thing for go to number one. Go to number one. Electric shave. If you use that when you shave, you'll smell like a grandpa. And uh, you can even put a little on after if you're a poser like me. And people are like, hmm, you smell like my grandpa. <laughs> Aqua Velva. Aqua Velva. Aqua Velva. Real cream. Now, it, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a wet shaver, there's several things you can do. First of all, I, I have this English uh, shaving soap. I use a brush. Oh, you're I'm, one of them types. I am. I Everything am. is so, I, I mean, there's so many ways to, to do this. And when you say wet shaver, are you talking about like a disposable razor or are you talking about one of the, the nice sort of heavy... Uh, you know, uh, I mean, like kind of with like the suicide blades in them. Yeah, I tried that when I was in getting becoming a shaving nerd for a while, uh-huh. and um, it was just that was a little too much. That was a little too like the way Marco is with coffee. Yeah, it felt like just the tiniest bit too much. I agree. So, uh, razors I have enjoyed. Uh, I have enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed the the, the increasingly <laughs> ridiculously overinflated Gillette family of products. Uh, I, you know, I did the Dollar Shave Club for a while. That was a good razor. If you shave a lot, that's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't shaving enough to make it worth my while. Plus, my neighbors kept running over them in the uh, garage. Not that I'm angry, um, but that's a good deal. Dollar Shave Club. You go in, and they, every month they send you like three or four blades. And uh, there, there was a really good. 
But uh, but you know the thing is, you can use you can get by with anything, like even all the way down to like a crappy disposable bick. The key is the the blade is nice, but I think a lot of people who are shaving in a hurry, um, uh, you are depending too much on the blade and not enough on the prep. And the prep when you're wet shaving is that the right term that I'm using there? Wet shaving. I think well. This is what I'm, I'm looking this up right now because I had always thought that a wet shave was actually a specific traditional style of, okay, here's what, what it says on Wikipedia. It's always correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it's saying that like a straight razor and a safety razor, the old fashioned kind your granddad used, safety that razor. is called wet shaving. That's where you, whereas if you have a cartridge shaver, the kind where you can get a disposable Mm. Uh, you know, razors on it. That technically is not wet shaving. Wet shaving is specific to, even though you're using water and everything else, it's that's not wet shaving. Okay. Wet shaving well, is you've I, got the little the little brush and you've got the thing and you've got the very heavy razor that if you hold it just the wrong way, you, it cuts. Oh you. man, those will cut you super bad. Right, but people swear by those. But you know, anyway, uh, the only thing is, however you shave involving a non-electric method, the wetness matters. Mm. <laughs> you want to get as, as wet and as soapy as you can. So what I do is I will, if I'm really trying to do it right and I, I want to look like a gentleman, I'll, I will, I actually have a bottle of olive oil in the bathroom, a small bottle, mm-hmm. like in like one of those travel things. And you put that all over your beard, your bearded area, right? Mm-hmm. You get that. And then what I'll do is I'll start the hot water. I like a hot, hot, hot shower just b- between dudes. I like a real hot shower. I like it steamy. I put in my shower spray the whole nine. It's like a whole thing I do. And then I uh, get in there and, uh, you know, I got, I got a notepad in there. I got podcasts. It's a whole thing I do. And I go in there and disappear into the shower. There's no more Merlin. There's just guy in shower now. Right. So I go in there and then what I'll do is I get, sometimes I'll even make like built to purpose, super hot, nearly boiling water. And I've got one of those rubber shaving cups, one of those unbreakable cups. They're really cool. You know what I'm talking about? Like a, like a big mug, a shaving mug. Yeah. But they're cool. They're made out of like a really hard rubber. So they don't, but you can't break because uh, they're slippery with the soap and whatnot. And so then what I do is I get this English shaving uh, uh, soap, which is really nice, or Pro Rosso is really nice too, the Italian stuff. And it doesn't take a lot. You whip that up you know, with some hot water, very hot water, put that on over your olive oil-coated face, and then you know what? Have some shower. Go have other shower. What I do then I come back, I'll, I'll do an extra touch-up layer. I might even start over. I'll start over, Dan. But a whole new, whole bunch of new, hot, hot, wet, wet, slippery, slippery, all over the bearded area. And only at that point, we're at this point, we're 11 minutes in. 11 minutes, Dan. I mean, you've got it down to that kind of science. And then what you do is, now here's the thing, with your, with your, with your blade, you want to get in there, you want to rinse way more often than you should. You want to get those little bits of beard out of there. You, you, should, you, should, you get that out of there. You can put it into the shower stream, you can swish it in the mug. And then uh, you do some shaving and take your time. It's an it's a exercise in mindfulness, honestly. No, oh, I'm I totally with you on that. I think it's, it's one of the most mindful things I do is, is taking a long time to shave. How long, it could, if you, okay, so let's say you did this shaving routine. Let's say you did it when you woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. How long before you've got a five o'clock shadow? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, it's, not not it's, like a person. I get what yes. you're saying. No, actually Merlin man, the man himself. Hmm. Let me think. I would say a tr- like an actual like like Fred Flintstone five o'clock shadow. Like you <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Day and a half. Day and a half. Yeah. And how yeah. long before your uh, special looking, lady looking like I do? Your special lady kisses <laughs> you and says your beard is stubbly and scratchy. Whether she likes it or not, how long before right. she might notice that? Hmm. 
let's see. When it's you get the shadow, or in a kissing state of mind, if that's the kind of thing you're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've been we've been together a pretty long time, and uh, yeah, no, she doesn't like that at all. Uh, she doesn't complain. She's nice. She puts up with a lot, but yeah, a day or two. Is and my daughter hates it though. Really, oh, boy. Well, yeah, we'll play and we'll wrestle and I'll tickle her and I'll like kiss her on the neck and, and it, it, it looks like somebody's been hitting her with a belt. Oh I mean, it's God. really, well, no, because like, you know, uh, it's, it's like a, a brush, you know, mm-hmm. miserable. Yeah, I go through phases. I tried, I've tried so hard. You know what I should do? I should get the M5 like you've got. I should get a nice one because I like the dry shaving. It's just that with the one I've got, it takes, it takes forever. It takes so long to shave and it still doesn't get everything. Right? I mean, you got to move over to a whole new way. You got to get your mind right if you're going to do the dry shaving, if you're going to do the electric shaving. You got to just give yourself up to that. Just throw yourself in, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think so. I had been, you know, I'd shaved my whole since mm-hmm. gosh, I started. Excuse me? Shaved your, <laughs> I was going to say my whole life, Merlin, but uh, I was going to say my whole adulthood. But it's actually, I think I started shaving when I was 15. Uh, because you know, the, I had to, and I, and I remember there was one guy that had more facial hair than me and he grew in a, a full beard in high school and he looked like a 30 year old man. And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to go that route. So I started, I think it was about 15 years old when I was shaving several times a week. And it's like you pointed out earlier, like I'll get the, I get the five o'clock shadow at like three, two thirty maybe. Wow. Yeah. And so I can go. You know, maybe where you're saying like a day and a half to get that I, in a, in a, a day or two for me, it's full on like stubble and I could grow like a full beard, like a full monster beard like the hipsters do. That's like a week, you know, like no problem. Maybe we can have. And I just at, at one point I, I had a job. It was a, you know, a regular corporate job where most people wore like suits and ties. And I was like the IT guy. So I could get away with not wearing a suit and tie, but usually I had to wear like a dress shirt and it's often a tie, depending on if we had clients coming. So I had to shave a lot for that. And I just said, you know, this is crazy because it would tear up my face with a regular, it, the, the best razor that I could get. It was very time consuming and it was just, it's super irritating in the skin. And uh, my next door neighbor's like, well, you should try an electric razor. I'm like, all right. I mean, I'll try anything at this point. And I switched over to it and I never, never went back. I've tried like a few times here and there. Like, I wonder what it'd be like to go and, and, and shave the old fashioned way again. But I uh, have stuck with the electric razor for many, many, many years. I want to hear about something you like, but I, I think you've definitely made the right choice. Um, I mean, a lot of men, men who like have like real jobs, like they do shave in the afternoon. It's, you know, if you're, if you're like a, like a sales guy or something. Yeah. You don't want to be looking all like like no, moist. You want, a, no. you want a fresh shirt. You don't want to be looking all Fred Flintstone and sweaty. So you you do that. I think in the afternoon that's a thing. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to upgrade and uh, and 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 give it a spin because I I would like to shave more. It makes me look. Uh, but see, no, just to your twelve years younger when I shave. It does make you look younger, but you also do very well with the with the stubble. And I think people have that kind of image and vision of you. And then when you do shave, yes. it's like, wow, he he looks like a, a young, you know, he looks like Merlin Mann again. Because hmm. Merlin Mann, to me, which one? The good the, the, one, the the real regular, the famous Merlin Mann. Yeah, the 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 celebrity. Oh my God, you remember that? Clean shaven. Yeah, nice glasses. Nice glasses. The hair is straight. Going nuts up, you know what I yeah. mean. I, I used to help people. 
And helpful. Yeah, that was the other thing. I was talking to my shoe. (laughs) Those are the days, man. Mm, Are you talking about something you like? This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. You want to try this out for free? You can. And if you're ready, if you like it and you want to sign up, you can get 10% off if you use the the very special code, which is still sleep. Sleep. Yes. Need to sleep. Need to sleep. I need to sleep. Okay. Let me tell you about what these guys do. They are constantly updating their platform. My mom's, did I tell you this? I told Jim down, my mom's on Squarespace now. No way. Yeah, she uh, she wanted to start writing now that she's right. sort of. She's going to make money writing on the internet. Yeah, she wants to create a, a, a website and she's not sure what exactly she's going to be doing with it. But she said, what should I use? I said, well, you should use Squarespace. And she said, of course, you know, well, it's not free. And I said, well, if that, that you're going to get what you pay for. It's not free. It starts at eight bucks a month. And she's like, oh, well, that's not bad. I said, well, that's a views to go and sleep. And she, uh, she tried out and she really liked it. She was able to get in there. And, and this is the great thing about it is it doesn't really matter what your comfort level is. If you've used, you know, web design software before, if you've used sites that let you build, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. You can get in. And if you're an advanced user like Merlin, you can get in and customize the heck out of this thing. It's really up to you. Whatever level you're comfortable, whatever level you're used to, you're going to be comfortable on Squarespace. And it, it, this is the thing. They've got 70 employees on the customer care team. They're based in New York City. They're ready to do, uh, you know, to chat with you. You can call, you can get help. Email support is the best way to go about it. And listen, now this is the thing. If you're into Squarespace, if you're looking maybe for a job, maybe you want to move to New York, they are looking to hire 30 engineers. 30 engineers and designers by March 15th. So what they're doing is they're inviting potential candidates, that's you, not Merlin, you listening, and your spouses to be New Yorkers for a weekend. So you and your your significant other, they will fly you up to New York. You can hang out with little Ryan. You can can stay. I think he's letting you crash in, in his place maybe. Just ask. And, uh, and you, you can go and work at, at Squarespace. So there's a special URL for this, which we'll put in the show notes. It's beapartofit.squarespace.com to learn more. Anyway, try them out for free. Eight bucks a month, 10% off. Code is sleep. Thank you very much to squarespace.com for supporting 5x5 and back to work with Merlin Mann. Oh, I need to sleep. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Be a part of it. Be a part of it. I just I just put it into the, the, the show notes. Dan, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Dan, where can people find uh, show notes for this episode of your Back to Work program? Oh, they can go to 5x5.tv slash B as in brothers, two as in how many of us there are, W as in wet shave slash 160. <laughs> it sounds dirty. It is dirty. Yeah. Shaving is dirty. Does that look clean to you? <clears throat> Does that look clean to you? Hmm. That's what that's from. Um, that's that scene in the movie. I need to watch that movie again. I kind of. I wish you wouldn't. Well, why? It's, it's starting to grow on me. Well, I, I'm not sure you that needs to be grown with. It seems more accurate every time I watch it. That's probably a sign that it's really working. I feel hmm. like, I, yeah, I do feel like it's working. And I and and the Wolf of Wall Street set me back like a month, so I've got I got to watch it a few extra times. Oh, interesting. So it, it's it was a trigger. Uh, for some of your uh, the the rituals, so you, you saw that and it made everything disorganized, and now you got to get things all nice and back to where they were. You got to line up all the figures on your desk, make sure your dice are in all the right containers. Yeah, watch, did you see that? Did you, did you see the picture uh, I sent you of the dice? Yes. Did you see my response? Yeah. 
Now have I remember. You seen, have you seen Zero Charisma? Mm-mm. Are you aware of Zero Charisma? No. Oh, uh, I think I, it's hard to tell, but I think uh, so. I said in your in the response that looks like the place where Zero Charisma was filmed because that there's a scene in that movie that has exactly what looked like exactly that same display of polyhedral dice. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Zero Charisma. It's really good. It's a movie that I think was shot in. Uh, I know it's shot in Texas. I think maybe shot in Austin, and uh, it's about a guy who's uh, a misanthropic uh, dungeon master. I'm read. I'm reading the Wikipedia about it right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I did uh, see and, uh, finally. I, I, I mean, I saw this a long time ago, but I did see Idiocracy based on your recommendation. Yeah, it's a good movie. I'd seen it years and years ago and pretty much forgotten everything about it. But I watched it again last week after the show. Oh, so we haven't talked since you had a, a second viewing. Nope. Huh. I was talking to a guy in Slovenia this uh, past week, and he's like, uh, ah. I don't understand. Everybody seems to not know about idiocracy in America. Here, everybody has it from Torrance. Why has no one seen it? Because apparently he's Bela Lugosi. Um, apparently, in Europe, turns out, everybody's seen idiocracy. You know, I think it's the, uh, it's the mainstream media, the MSM, as I call them. They don't want people to know about idiocracy. I wonder why. Well, it's all in there. All the secrets. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, The Aviator in a while. I should watch it again. It's a good movie. Holds up. So I got Kate Beckinsale in it. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Different. Is Kate uh, Beckinsale's not in it. Mm-mm. Who am I thinking of? Who's Ava Gardner? Oh, is that her? I don't know that actress's name. Maybe it, it is. Maybe it's her. It might be Kate, Kate Beckinsale. It could She's be a handsome woman. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm I'm at a loss, Dan. Well, I have some ideas. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of follow up. One, well, I have some. I have some emails that I wanted that I pulled out of our um, that I pulled out of our our queue. All right, let's hear it. Uh, this person doesn't say whether or not they can they can say anything, but uh, I won't say the person's name. Uh, but this one came in this morning. I want to hear more shows where Merlin has slept poorly and is forced to podcast first thing in the morning. Library Elf and the guy paranoid of them made me spray coffee on my display. This is unseemly behavior at work. I'll need to restrict my listening to my commute where suddenly spewing coffee is accepted social behavior. I was the co-founder of, yeah. oh, you read of that a company, one. if memory serves. I, <laughs> I was a co-founder. Aren't you, Bob? Do you like I, that? Uh, no. Uh, I would refer the gentleman to my previous answer, QED, this episode. Okay. This is not. This is. This is. Uh, this is not the. Uh, this is not the. This is not the episode of a grown man mm-hmm. that we're doing here. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This is. I, I've been up for uh, at the time of we started recording. I'm up for maybe seventy minutes. I've, I've had a very hasty shower. I haven't shaved. I haven't even. Here, listen to this. Look at that. I haven't even touched my salami. That's salami. Is that a euphemism? <clears throat> it could be. What kind of work does he do? It's uh, Applegate Organics Uncured Organic Genoa Salami. Mm-hmm. It has sentences. You can tell when things are made by hippies when they have entire sentences on the, on the label. No nitrites or nitrates added except for those naturally occurring in sea salt and cultured celery juice powder. I have another. Here's a, here's a question. Thank you to the listener. I'm glad you enjoyed that. This one is from Greg. Hello. This one's from Greg. Hello, Greg, Greg Dad, says... Do you need help with your library? <laughs> No, down here. I'm your friend the library of. Are you sure uh, your books aren't due right now? 
You should check in your car. Uh-huh. I love you. <laughs> He's friendly. He's so happy. Hello. I got some follow-up on that when you're done. Greg writes, I don't understand how blacking out all lights relates to mimicking the sleep environment of our ancient ancestors. They had countless little blue lights above them, in parentheses, stars, as well as one pretty big, uh, pretty bright blue light, parentheses, the moon, most nights. I do love the show, especially the ones where Merlin prepares a topic or doesn't. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, so that's part Part one. Part two, what about a show to discuss the process of acquiring a taste for something? Many people don't like their first taste of coffee, but keep drinking it until they can't survive without it. How does this apply, and when doesn't it apply to jobs, hobbies, career, parenting, marriage, life, the universe, and everything? That is an awesome idea for a topic. First part, uh, since you're probably just all defensive and want to talk about Buddhism and paleo, why don't you give a defense of the blue lights? The blue, the blue lights? Hi. 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 Uh, do, you, do you live in a cave? Are you sleeping by a fire? Do you have blue lights in the sky? Confused they might be stars? Hi. You might be in a planetarium. Hello. My name is Planetarium Joe. I'm here to help people who think they might be living in a planetarium. It's a very specific job, but I love it. Hi. So, you know, I, I, I've wondered the same thing about uh, the fire and the lights and the whatnot. I think the, I mean, I, I'm not a paleo uh, scholar, and I, frankly, I don't care, but my only thought on it is that there are, I mean, you have a, there's a diurnal cycle that we all have, and there's things, there are actual science things that happen when we're in the sun and not in the sun. That's like real stuff. People get seasonal affective disorder because they're just not getting enough sunlight. Like, that's a real thing. Sunlight, along with sleep, along with uh, diet, along with all those things, all work together to help us regulate our our biological clock. So my, my only feeling on that is I don't have a strong feeling about proving whether stars keep you awake at night, but uh, all I would say is that there are every cue that your body is getting is telling you one thing or another. If there are blue lights in the sky and a fire burning, that might be all your body needs to know to know it's time to go to sleep. Just like my daughter listening to Claire de Lune knows it's time to go to sleep. I mean, she didn't, she wasn't born into a world of Claire de Lune sleep science, but that's the association now. But, you know, I think the corollary though of sitting in front of a blue screen, I know this for myself. If I sit there and watch, you know, five episodes of House of Cards, I'm much more likely to be kind of awake at 10 o'clock than I am to be kind of sleepy. Even reading is better than like the moving images on a blue screen. That's all I'd say. So to me, it's just habituation, biological clock, whatever it is you do over and over. So, you know, cavemen didn't have iPads, you know, over. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the, the guy's point, is, he's saying there is still light in the sky. And if all light is bad and any kind of light is bad. And honestly, I don't think there are many of us alive today who have seen the kind of sky with or without the moon in it that that one might have been able to see a thousand years ago or 2000 years ago, uh, before lights, because, you know, any, anybody who's ever paid any attention to this knows that the kind of ambient light that you get from a city, even a nearby city, even if you're camping, you know, 50 miles away from a city, it's still mm -hmm. not the same kind of dark and the same kind of light and the same kind of sky that you would see if there were, if you were really hundreds and hundreds of miles away from and I'm sure somebody will write in to say, you need to be 300 miles away to not yeah, see, you know what so, I mean? Uh, azimuth. I, I totally, I totally agree. It would, it would blow most people's mind to be out. It, it's, it's not just simply 
I don't know. I, I, I like when you go out. Like I'm thinking when you go way east in California, like you go out more like toward the desert or something like that, and get away from a city, like you say. I mean, especially more than like fifty or hundred miles. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been anywhere like uh, the middle of the Great American West where there actually aren't any cities. For I don't think I've ever slept under the stars in a place like that. But it is remarkable. It feels more like my childhood. I remember seeing so many more stars when I was little. Like where you would actually go out in the summertime, like lay on your back, stare at the sky, and let your eyes adjust, mm-hmm. and it it was like it felt. It seemed like you could see thousands and thousands of stars. I mean, even if you just like made a little square with your fingers, if you did that little estimating trick, like make a little square, you know, with your fingers and try to count the number in that, and then you know extrapolate. It was crazy. I mean, it was like it was dense. And now I feel like we're lucky if if we can see, uh, you know, the North Star. That's right. And so I think that. But this doesn't answer the question. I've often wondered about this. If lights are so bad, if you and I are in our hotel rooms running around with gaffer tape, you know, putting it over all this stuff because lights are bad, then if 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 we could go out camping to a wonderful, beautiful, remote forest where we're hundreds of miles away from natural light, you would look up at the sky and you'd say, well, it's bright out because there would be there would be a big moon, there would be tons of stars, and you'd pro- and you'd probably be sleeping next to a fire. Why are those lights okay? But the lights that we find in a hotel room, not okay. Is it the wavelength? Is it the intensity of the brightness? Is it that it's an unnatural light and there's something inherently different? Not just talking about, you know, sitting with an iPad on your chest reading, you know, the latest uh, Superior Spider-Man. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that there is an LED light of a, you know, from from your alarm clock the foot right. away from you. Why Why is that? And I'm really asking. I don't know the answer. Why is that one bad and... And, and like the lights of the stars and, and the moon, not bad. I have like three different brief unsatisfying answers for that. Um, I mean, they're all kind of the same, which is, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I, but I can give you some speculation as to why. For one, uh, there's something about, when I say natural, what's the right way to put this? We didn't used to have the ability to immediately generate bright light anytime it suited us. I mean, you know, there was a time when like, you know, even keeping a torch lit was was kind of a thing you had to do. You had candles and things like that, but all still very warm on the color spectrum, very, very warm kinds of light, but also not the kind of thing where like in my case, I, before they were like, I think they're officially illegal now. I bought 24 200 watt bulbs off of Amazon. Oh, really? I like, I like a plastic meltingly bright light when I want a bright light, uh, and so in that case, like suddenly I can flip one switch and have 200 watts of light flood an entire room. Wow. I could do that at six in the morning. I could do that at six at night. I could do that at three in the morning. But I have instant, the instant ability to create an intense amount of light. And it, I think, don't think it used to be that way. I mean, I, I don't think in a time before, uh, especially before gas and electricity, I don't think it was that easy to flood a room with light. So I'm just saying, like, one thing is now we have the instant ability, like, if we hear a noise, we can go flip a light on and create all that light. Add to that things like LEDs, which are really, really surprisingly bright for yeah. how small they are sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if you're a little compulsive like Dan and me, uh, you know, if you're not compulsive like us, you'll be fine. But if you suddenly notice, like, for example, the hub for my SmartThings device has been acting up, and I'll, I'll notice this blinking blue LED. Like, it's pretty subtle. It could even be, like, under a book or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it drives me crazy because I start noticing it, and now I can't unnotice it. Okay, but let me get to the most important one, I think, which is just habituation and cues, right? So, for example, I got this thing right here. This Philips Go Light, which produces uh, a very bright blue light that helps to sort of um, 
we've we've talked about this thing before, but I use it in the morning. I flip it on in the morning, and because I'm in an office with with no natural light to speak of, uh, it's a good way to give myself a lot of the color of light that I would get if I were in bright sunshine right now. Yeah. So it's I would love to be out in the sunshine. It's just that's not how my office is. I don't. I can't. There's not a way to do that. So in that case, that this is something that people have known for a long time to help avoid things like uh, it's called SAD, seasonally affective disorder. People who get de- really depressed. If you live up in like Brett Terpster country and you're like not going to see any sunlight really of any consequence for two months, that's that screws with your body. Um, and you know, and maybe that's the kind of thing that makes us want to stay at home and be cozy and stay inside and be warm. And it's that December feeling, you know. But I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I just feel like there there, there was a time, time was that <clears throat> that you know, left to its own devices, our 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 lives did have. I I don't mean to get all like uh, Foxfire here. I'm not trying to get all like Little House on the Prairie. But honestly, there was a time where, unless you went way out of your way, there were certain very knowable patterns to life that repeated themselves in large and small ways. You know, right now, oh, it's Christmas. It must be December again. And we know that because, you know, the things start appearing in Walgreens in July. That's how we know it's Christmas coming. But like today, I can simulate. Okay, so to that point, you know, when the sun comes up, we get light in the house. When the sun goes down, there's less light in the house. Yes, we can add more light by having a fire or turning on gas lights or something like that. But the, the, the pattern, the basic pattern is the sun is going down. It's time to start winding things down. Whereas today in my house, I can flip on so many lights that it might as well be 10 in the morning. It's not hard to do. And I can, I, there's no pattern to that though. It's just, I flip on a whole bunch of lights whenever it suits me. I, I'm not putting this very well, but all I'm saying is like, we're at a point now where I feel like whereas for millennia, we were a species that had, that relied mostly on the default settings of sunrise and sunset. Right. And now today, there's absolutely nothing to keep us from creating our own schedule just from hour to hour. There's nothing to naturally tell us it's time to go to bed now. There's nothing to naturally tell us it's time to start winding down. Right. There's nothing to tell us. And it's, it's not time- gradual either if you think about it. Like if if we were outside all day, all the time walking around. Right. 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 You would so you would be able to look up at the sky and pretty much know how much time was left in the day just by the position of the sun or the way it felt. Like, that was a tangible thing. Like, you knew from the way it felt. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's getting kind of close to dinner and it's going to rain and I should probably head back now. You just knew those things. You didn't have to really think about it. You you could tell from the wind and the moisture or whatever else because we were outside all the time and you eventually learned these things from age zero and, you know, you would know that, oh, the sky is a little bit darker now and it's gradually getting darker. And those cues would tell you, oh, it's going to be nighttime soon. I should probably start to feel tired. And you would start to feel tired. And this happened every single day. Yeah. You know, at, whereas now you get home, what do you do? Turn on the light. So now you've got all the lights on and you're washing dishes at 10 o'clock at night. And there's the blue light from the TV. And, and I found an article that uh, Mark uh, Sisson wrote. He's pretty big in like the paleo primal community, but he links together a bunch of uh, cool studies from, that that were looking at the blue uh, blue lights, especially. And if you think about your com- computer screen, unless you use that cool software that that Merlin uses um, to, to change, yeah, Flux, uh, then it's gonna be blue. And people, blue light 
Blue light is the light that I pay to have shining. I bought this dingus to right. shine blue light on my face at nine in the morning. Right, because blue light is what you see when you look at the sky. It's blue. And that's what's in charge of our circadian rhythms, our sleep cycles. And we're supposed to see blue light for a lot of the day. And then we're supposed to not see that blue light at night. So I think yeah. it's, you know, I, I, I'm not sure about how bad it would be to have like a dim LED clock light in your room, but so much of the light, like you were saying, is, is going to be blue. It's going to be this awful blue light. Your iPhone is blue. Your computer screen is blue. Your TV screen is mostly blue. All of these things are mostly just, blue. Just so people don't think we're crazy. I mean, all the designers out there are probably groaning that we're getting all this terminology half right. But then the people who don't know what we're talking about think we're crazy. Light has a temperature. You know, from from warm to cool, or from cold to hot, I guess you could say. But a very <clears throat> a warm light might be a, what you think of as like a reddish, yeah. orangish, you know, pinkish maybe. And then a cool light is what you think of as like a blue or a green light. And blue, I mean, on the color spectrum, it sounds crazy because you go, oh, it's midday in Sarasota, Florida. Well, how would you call that light blue? Well, that's that's the color of that light compared to like at different times. Anyway. That, I just let's get that out of the way. I I, I want to make a, a really silly case for something that's very difficult to make a case for, which is that this is really just about habits and habituation. Yeah. Uh, so to just a, you, you, I think you just nailed it right there. Um, so you know you um, you sleep in, in a room, you went to bed whenever, and then the alarm wakes you up. It's six o'clock. Oh, time to get up. Got to go. Maybe you snooze for an hour and a half or whatever, like a lot of people do, which seems crazy to me. But you know, whatever. You you decide to get up. You, 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 uh, maybe you go and you check your email. Maybe you go and stare out a window. Who knows? But you go and you, you probably, you're probably not going to go. I'm guessing most of the folks listening to this show are not going to go do like an hour of yoga facing the sun. You're much more likely to walk into a fairly dark dungeon, oubliette, troglodyte room that's, that's mostly artificially lit. And you're going to sit and start working on your computer. Well, at that point, that's kind of not such a bad thing because a lot of that color of light is what you'd be getting kind of if you were outside, but not as intensely. Mm-hmm. But the part that makes this interesting is for most of us, and I, I'm just, I'll, I'll speak for myself. This is what I've done for years. Uh, I didn't want bright light in rooms most of my most of my career because it screwed up the screen. It yeah. made the screen too glary. It yeah. screwed up. It used to be you could buy a hood for your monitor to make sure you were getting colors matched correctly. That darkness is very is a very popular being in a darkish room is a pretty popular thing for all kinds of nerds they call it troglodyte mode right you're there with the black background and the green text looks like you're typing in 1972 mm-hmm. but but here's the trick though is like i i think a lot of us if we don't really keep an eye on it do two kind of interesting and potentially kind of damaging things which is that we a move from dark or artificially lit room to another dark or artificially lit room for most of the day. <clears throat> we may have you know, exposure to, to different kinds of lighting. But I, I think, honestly, most of us, if, if you work in an office, dude, that's artificial light. Like th- That's whatever. But the point is, you do that throughout the day, and then you get home at night, and you're in your artificially lit house. So that the part, part, part A of that is that a lot of us spend our day not so much around anything that would give us a, a cue the the cues that we get from the I suspect the cues that we get from the artificial lighting in our environment are much stronger than the cues that we would get from a little bit of sunlight out of the corner of our eye. So, so that's part A. Part A is there's a lot of artificial light. Part B is I think for most of us we're not on like a super duper strong schedule for those things. Do you know? Yeah. 
So it isn't even like you're saying, well, I'm going to go and do, I'm going to do some coding in a dark room with a black background and green text. I'm going to go do some coding for two hours, and then I'm going to go take a walk at exactly 10 o'clock. I don't think most people do that. And what is that telling your body? Your body, as smart as your body is, it's probably a little bit confused about what time it is. Very. If you've ever tried to understand jet lag, you have to understand jet lag is, is, yes, it is maybe primarily about sleep, but again, jet lag is also about all kinds of like the way that your organs operate, what times you eat, what times you were exposed to the sun. So that if you want to like do things like deal with the horror of jet lag, it can be really debilitating. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to adjust your sleep. Yeah, you might take some melatonin to fake that. But then you also, any jet lag prep or recovery system will also say how much time and what times you have to be exposed to daylight. So anyway, the, the, I, I didn't mean to seem like I was actually miffed at what that person said, because I've wondered the same thing. But I, what I will say is that the lack of any kind of a pattern to these things and the fact that we, if you're not making a point of being exposed to sunlight at the times your body expects it to be exposed to sunlight, then you shouldn't be surprised that your sleep is disrupted. If your sleep's not disrupted, I'd be really surprised. Because there's no pattern to it at all. Like you eat at different times, you work at different times, you, you suddenly, your body, when it expects to be in natural light, is in a room watching a PowerPoint presentation at 10.30 in the morning. It's sitting in the dark watching a, watching a, watching a light on a screen. Sorry, I'm ranting. No, I mean, it, it makes sense. And I think that there's, there's this entire concept of what's okay because we can do it. And I think that as you get a little bit older, these things start to become more noticeable. And we've talked about this before, but you know, I I think that there's there's something that sort of like it sort of changes and you get to the point where you're where you're sort of like r- having to reevaluate what's possible for your body to do regardless of what your mind can do. You better, you know, because like I feel I mean, un- we all we all better. Yeah. And, and you, you realize that like, and that's the thing is, is I, I was thinking about this, like there are certain, oh, and we get it. I got to tell you about something. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, but, but there's this sort of state that I can get into where I know that I have not gotten enough sleep consistently for a long enough period of time that my body will start to have certain problems. And the problems are, I, I may, my, my mind is separate from this. And it's weird because like, I think that my mind, I, I can still function. My mind can function with less sleep than my body can. Does that make sense? Your mind can function. My mind can function with less sleep than my body can. Your body is where you feel the deleterious effects more quickly. Right. Like I become aware that for example, my like physical energy will not be as good if I if I say let's say I get five hours of sleep for three or four nights in a row. Yeah. My body will start to I might get like almost feel cold in the day a little bit, or I'll like I won't have the right kind of appetite, or I'll just be dry. But mentally I'm I'm still okay. I don't have those hallucinations or anything yet. And I know that that my mind is suffering from not having enough sleep. When I sort of, I'll see like what I think is a spider jumping down out of the corner of my eye where there's no spider. (laughs) And I have a question for you about spiders. Let me tell you about something I like first. Thank you. Merlin, it's tax time. Yeah. And if you are not using FreshBooks, your life, regardless of how much sleep you're getting, is probably a mess right now. Tell me if this sounds right. You're looking for receipts, you're digging through invoices, you're going through your records one by one. It's the worst. 
And one of the, one of the things that you can do for this new tax year is FreshBooks. You can use FreshBooks to help you sort out your life. It's a simple cloud accounting solution. It makes tax time so easy. You can create professional looking invoices. You can capture and track your expenses. You pretty much do everything that you need to to make your business run smoothly. All with this online application. You can get real-time business reports, a couple of clicks. You can work from anywhere because they've got a mobile app for your phone, your tablet, you name it. And I've been using FreshBooks here for, for years. You use it. I happen to know that. And, and, and I've mentioned the snooping feature where when you send an invoice and, and the person who you sent it to clicks on it, you know that they've got, you're going to get the whole history of who looked at it and when. So there's no BS about, oh, I didn't get your invoice. Yeah, you did. It's hassle-free. That's the thing. Now, they've got a brand new promotion because we told them, we said, thanks for sending out all these cakes, guys. It's really sweet of you. Why don't you, uh, why don't you do something where you give the, the, the listeners something free because they like free. Our listeners are focused on free. That's what they want. <laughs> and they said, all right, we'll do something different then. They're going to let you use it free. Normally, there's a, uh, you know, a short trial, and if you, if you don't you know, sign up by the end of the trial, then you know, you've got to figure out another solution. Well, I said they need more trial. They want 60 days for free. That's a long time. Getfreshbooks.com and you're going to enter in back to work in the how did you hear about us section and you're going to get 60 days free. That's a long time, people. Getfreshbooks.com, enter in back to work when you're signing up. 60 days for free. Thank you very much to freshbooks.com for supporting 5x5 and back to work with Merlin Man. Dave Benjamin. That's a great service. But that's the thing. Like my, okay, so here's a question I have for you about spiders. Is this? Well, can, just, I, can I answer you? Can I? Because uh, yeah. it's yours. Because I'm with you. I, I sometimes I feel like um, like I'm uh, like I'm driving a Jaeger in uh, Pacific Rim. Like I, I've got this little. There's this little meat meat pod me inside of this giant giant robot. Like there's this the, the brain part of me that's driving the big meat robot. Like uh, I, or the brain's like I feel like the brain is still like okay we can do this. I can still think some more. I can still work for more. But the robot body's like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Where you've got the will, but, you know, at least mentally. But sometimes I'm like, no, I really just need to go lay on the bed. Yeah, but see, the weird thing for me was that years ago, they, were, they went hand in hand. My body could, could stay functioning, and, and I would notice that I was at that super point of tiredness because both body and mind would be all shutting down all at one time. And now it's like different parts of the building kind of go at different times. You know <laughs> what I like mean? A, you're like a great Southern manor that's becoming yeah. dilapidated on its own terms. Right. Like, you know, like the pillars out front, they're still standing strong, but you know, the roof caved in in the back, you know, it, it's sort of like, that's what's happening. Not the a kitchen euphemism. has developed a palsy. <laughs> but, uh, but then, you know, then I find that a, a one good night's sleep and I'm pretty much, pretty much back to normal but here's the, okay i gotta get to this spider thing spiders okay tell me if this if you've ever experienced this i know i know and please write in mm. please write in and and let me know if you guys have experienced this uh, listeners at five by five tv slash contact you'll see back to work there click it and send us a, a note do you know do you find that you have a preternatural sense if there's a spider like you don't you you you, you can't Okay, no, but then I have another possibility. No, just listen to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought of a joke. Okay, right. No, it I, did, I didn't. I didn't. That's insane. That's completely insane. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. So this is an example. Last night, mm-hmm. uh, everything's normal in the evening. 
I, I'm going up, I'm starting to, you know, go through the routine of getting ready for bed. You wash your face, you brush your teeth, floss, all that stuff. And I, I, I just have a sense. I have a sense that there's a spider. I haven't seen it. There's nothing out of the corner of my eye that I've captured in, in visually and said, oh, I, you know, and, and just didn't really notice it. As far as I'm aware of, there's nothing. I just sense that there's, I sense that there's a spider. And we have one of those uh, where the uh, the crapper is separate from the rest of the bathroom. It has nice. its own little room and little door in there. You know what I'm talking about. Classy. Called a water closet. Uh, and I, I have just a, a feeling of dread about the water closet. Like, that's where it is. And you, have, you have literally reverse spider sense. Whereas Peter Parker was bitten by a spider and can now tell when danger is coming, you now, for reasons you can't understand, have never been bitten by a spider, but suddenly have the ability to know simply whether a spider is there. That's what I think. And so I, 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 I kind of, I'm still I'm standing there, I'm brushing my teeth, and this is, this is like five, ten minutes later, and almost as if it materialized from nowhere, a, a small spider, maybe I would say like spanning uh, nickel. Or that's a, a, a twenty-four cent p- uh, uh, pence piece for those of you in the UK. Uh, it just sort of flops out. It just drops as if materializing out of the wall. Almost, it just sort of drops down. And uh, of course, you know, had to dispatch it. But I just what? like I killed it. Of course, I killed it. You killed a spider. Of course, I did. Oh man! Of course, I did. I would never kill a spider. It's the first thing I kill. First thing, you go up, you got like five things in front of you. You've got like a raccoon, uh, a meter reader, uh, like a vice president, mm-hmm. and a spider. What do you kill first? You take a cockroach, a spider, a cockroach. small, potentially venomous snake, okay, and a rat. Mm-hmm. I'm killing the spider. The other ones are free to go. Let them That's fight it out. completely bananas town. That makes no sense. I'd rather have a snake in the house somewhere than a, than a spider in the house. You'd rather have a snake in the house than a... Than a, than a if the snake... Well, if the snake's non-venomous, I'd rather have the snake. Can you sense when there's a snake in your house? Mm-mm. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But I'm working but you on know it. there's a... There's a there's somewhere there's an arachnid that's roughly the circumference of a British coin that's going to fall, and you, you, do you know you're going to kill it too? You're just, is it a question of like, you know there's a spider here that needs to be killed, needs some killing on it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but this is the... So... There, I have a couple theories on this. One is I actually so did. So do I. <laughs> I actually did have I, I somehow see the spider out of like the corner of my eye in a way that didn't register with my conscious mind, but made me start thinking about spiders. That's possibility number one. Possibility number two: total coincidence. I just happened to be thinking about a spider, and and. and and one happened to come out. Possibility number three, I was thinking about a spider and in some way conjured the spider, whether the spider was not real and I materialized it or it did, it, it knew that I was thinking about it and yes. came out as a result of the fact yes. I was almost calling yes. it. Yes, yes. Number three is easily the most plausible and here's how that works. I have more. Wait, let me get these out. Okay. Uh, th- that, or... This whole spider was a hallucination. I never really killed anything. <gasps> you've had to sit there all, all day, all night. You've, you've had to sit with this and think about this. Or 
everything could change with this one fact, how right. this went down. Everything's right. different. Right. Like if you were to go and look You're in the in paper. Totally different movies in, in each one of these scenarios. If it's you a were different movie, my friend. To look in the paper towel that I used to kill the spider, there would be no spider in there. Or maybe not even a paper towel. Maybe it wasn't even in the room. All of these are possible. Uh, and then I think, is that all of them or is there, I feel like there's oh, one more. God damn. There's one more, one more, which is. The spider unilaterally imagined you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. I like the, I like the turn two keys option because here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you mutually were aware of each other. Now, now the, the one where the spider conjured you up out of nothing would be very confusing because then I would be having a conversation with someone who never existed except in the imagination of a spider. Right. So let's throw that one out. Well, let's at least set it aside. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I haven't had enough salami yet to, to really good on that road. <laughs> All right. Or not road. Um, I think it's entirely plausible. I think there's a practical... We can come back to the practical theory of how what probably happened, I think. But I'm very interested in the idea that you both, for whatever reason, mutually sensed each other were there. Like, you know, the idea of Dan walking around and having a reverse spider sense, like that's the kind of thing that'd be hard to explain to most clinicians. I think, well, the spider obviously knew I was there because I'm, you know, compared to it, I'm stomping around, I'm a giant creature stomping around in a room. So he knew I was there. Yeah, but think about it, though. But what's the chance of me thinking about spiders and then a spider being right there if I hadn't seen it? Yeah, but don't you think? But I didn't see it. You didn't see it. You don't think you saw it. I know I didn't see it. Your spider sense, your reverse spider sense saw it. (sighs) That's all I'm saying. You knew that it was there. See, now I'm wondering if this is back to the whole thing of like, why do I have this song in my head? By Menon or whatever. Like, why, do I, why am I singing this little song? Because mm-hmm. something happened earlier to make me think of it. Right? Like the other day, suddenly I was walking around the house going, lovely lady liberty. Don't do that. That's one great American melting pot. And that's because my daughter had this idea for going to Liberty Island and getting a uh, big slingshot that would shoot the Statue of Liberty to um, Alcatraz, where it would land. And then we could have that here. We wouldn't have to go to New York to see it. And so that's why half an hour later, I'm walking around going, great American melting pot. Could that have happened? Could it be that you maybe, without knowing it, with your, with your, uh, with your eighth sense, you sensed that the, you saw a spider out of the corner of your eye and it didn't register in your consciousness? That's, that's possible. Could you have heard it? No. You're, but I'm not, that's, that sounds like it's not what you're saying. What you're saying is you knew there was a spider there when there's no logical reason for you knowing there was a spider there. That's, there's, there's no, yeah. There's, and How often do you, to your knowledge, see a spider? Because I don't know if you're really seeing it. You might be hallucinating. How often in a given month do you see a spider in your house, Dan? Um, once, twice, maybe, twice a month. Maybe twice tops. See, that's complicated. If you were, if you saw them every day, this would seem less supernatural. Right. Then it's just a matter of timing. Right. Like eventually I'd be right. It's always when 12 o'clock somewhere. I see a spider and have to kill it. I think you need to stop killing the spider, Stan. That's, a, that's terrible. Well, there's also the whole concept of, okay, so this relates to something else, which is what I, what I, <laughs> this is going to be the one. What I call this, the turn signal giveaway, but we'll get to that in a second. Turn signal giveaway. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second. Where something you like? Yes, but what if I if I have okay? So if there's a a, a spider, and I kill the spider, I almost feel like in a way you want to leave the spider where other spiders could see it, so that they will know this is not a place for them. 
You know what I'm yes. saying? Like I'm, almost I, like I, I a like Vlad the Impaler would would you know do that so that the armies of the other nations just would be put like their heads on a spike. Yeah. So if people come like uh, you go up the river, you go to Kurtz, and you go. You know what? This is not a hospitable place. We should probably keep rowing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I do that with ants because I I kind of uh, why are you okay killing an ant and not okay killing a spider? Because I'm a man of uh, contradictions. All right. That's why women are fascinated by me. They are though. Whenever I meet a woman and 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 uh, she gets uh, any the vaguest idea of who I am, uh, yeah. she's she's like, oh, you do a show with Merlin Mann. Do you That's have my claim of, to fame. Do you meet more women or spiders? Do you think way more women than spiders? Noted. Uh, 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 Merlin, have- if you need to do anything with PDFs. Yes. You need PDF pen from Smile Software. You can add a signature, you can make changes to text and images, you can correct a typo, you can fill out forms, and that's only the beginning of what you can do. You got a, you got yourself a fancy pants scan document, your school, your kid's school sent you something that you need to sign. I don't want to sign and fax. That's, that, that's ri- ridiculous. I don't want to use a fax machine ever. I want to use an email. So here's what you do. You, you use PDF pen. It includes OCR. It's going to convert a photo of it. It'll convert a scan of it into something you can actually work with on your computer. It's amazing. Uh, they've got a brand new version, PDF Pen 6. It's out. And the new features make it more powerful and easier to use than ever. The interface, the tools, everything's been updated. Everything's been improved. You can export PDFs to Microsoft Word for, for sharing it, for editing right there. It's, it is really, really cool. And this is my favorite thing I'm going to tell you about. It's called PDF Pen Scan Plus. Now, mm-hmm. the power of the office in the palm of your hand, just like Doc Ock with the, uh, in the uh, movie, mm. where he's got the power of the sun in the palm of his hand. Scan contracts, invoices, receipts as PDFs with your iPhone or your iPad. Use OCR, makes a scanned image into editable text right there on your phone. It's $4.99. Go to smilesoftware.com slash 5 by 5 You have the beautiful David Sparks and a beautiful video that he has created showing you everything that you can do uh, you can get this stuff in the Mac App Store. You can get it in iTunes. Whatever you want to do, PDF Pen Pro also out. Go check them out. Small Software. Thanks very much to smallsoftware.com for supporting this show, Merlin Mann's uh, Spider Show. Dan Benjamin Spider. Hmm. But there, these are possibilities. I'm pretty sure that the spider was real and I did kill it. Okay, so let me tell you about the turn signal uh, giveaway. Have hmm. you ever been... Okay, so if, you, if you've got somebody in front of you and they're driving like a, like a moron... Mm-hmm check and you're like all right i want to get rid of this guy but i'm not i'm not a jerk i don't want to like try and pass him in some you know bravado oh, big deal i'm gonna pass him you just kind of want them to be gone but every it seems like everywhere that you go this person is going to be and usually it's a prius and they're going to be in front of you everywhere that you go silent but deadly right and if you think to yourself okay i gotta hang a left up here but if i put my turn signal on they'll that will cause that will alter their destination somehow and cause them to also be taking a left. So if you, but if you don't put your turn signal on, then they won't know and that won't make them realize they need to turn left and they'll keep going straight. It works every time, I'm telling you. Um, Try this. Okay, let me, let me make sure I understand what you're saying here. You, you got a driver in front. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying on. don't use your turn signals. Nobody should follow that advice. You gotta Everybody should always use your turn signals incorrectly. Are you talking about like a uh, false flag, a red herring? You put on the wrong signal and see if that affects them? I, I'm trying to understand. You don't have to put on a... Well, you could do that. I suppose you could do that to force a, to force a right. But if you want to turn left, 
And if let's say you've been turning, you turn, you turn right there. Well, they're turning right to us now. You're still behind them. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to turn left up here. And you put the signal on, you turn left. Well, then they're also turning left. See? And then if, if after the second time, you don't want them to go the way you're going, you don't put your turn signal on, then they don't turn. Then they uh-huh. either keep going straight or they turn the other way. And maybe you could, I'm going to try that forcing a, forcing a right by putting the right signal on. See if you make them go right. I'm learning a lot today, Dan. You haven't thought about this? You don't drive enough, I guess. You're walking. No, I walk everywhere. I live in San Francisco. Yeah, fancy. Um, are there other things like this? Are you able to control people's minds and will and other things? Are you able to intuit what other people... Is this something you see in other aspects of your life? You see this in an airport? You see it at a at a, at a supermarket? Are you able to see inside of the mind and will of people this clearly and spiders uh, uh, in other places? No. Hmm. No. See, that's I feel like I feel like all my psionic ability just bloom, blooms when I'm at the uh, at the grocery store. Like what? What can you do? Oh, I'm just I'm just a, a pure angry uh, beam of light. I'm just weaving, weaving, trying to get around and people, get, getting around, trying to get around people, but also trying to intuit like on multiple multiple levels. Like, where do I need to be? Okay. Yeah. What's between me and getting there? Yeah. What stupid stuff are those people going to do? And then how can I combine all of those elements? In, in, in a way that I couldn't even articulate to know the optimal path to move, right? A lot of this is, uh, some of this stuff, it's, uh, this doesn't work with cars, but it does work with people, is like where you look at things. Where, where you look at things, not necessarily you don't look tough or anything like that, but where you look gives people a lot of cues about what you're planning to do. Okay, so I've seen this where, psych them out. like if you're walking in a, in a city, especially a busy area of a city, this is very true in something like New York, uh, be, where where people there's just thousands of people all on the street at exactly the same time. Yeah. If you uh, if you look forward, but not at anything in like specific, like you're looking forward and slightly angled down, not even quite a like a thirty degree angle toward Imagine the ground. Imagine you're trying you're trying to read a Starbucks sign on the next block. Yeah. If you do that, people will get out of your way. And Absolutely. They will get out of your way. If you look at someone in the face or toward their eyes or trying to make eye contact at people or looking around, then they will stomp right over you because they realize that you're a, probably a tourist and you're in their way. But if you don't show any acknowledgement that they're there, then each of you sort of creates a little weave where you're getting out of the other person's way. Kind of like also, that. Also, try not to have too much uh, juke and jive to your walk. Try, try and hold yourself erect. Don't, don't, don't do too dancey of a walk. If you have a very, if you can imagine you're like, um, you're like uh, Timothy Oliphant. Do like a cowboy walk, w- w- focusing on a Starbucks sign. And, and that, people will get out of your way. Because they know you're serious. They know that you, your arms are at your side. You're like a river dancer. And you're just moving down the street, everybody out of the way. Now, here's the thing. If you get into close quarters, like you get a bunch of people outside a Chinese restaurant that have no idea where to stand. Yeah. Look at feet. Look down. Keep moving at slightly faster speed than you look like you should be moving while looking at feet because it's like in boxing, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. watch the arms. Don't watch the arms and the face. Watch the feet. That's the feet tell you where somebody's going to be going. And so as soon as you get the soonest recognition that somebody's about to start wandering around in the wrong direction this way, you turn your shoulders in the opposite way, looking down and moving forward. And they will, without even knowing why, move out of your way. I love that. Yeah, it's not magical thinking. It's just it's practical arts. <clears throat> practical arts. We help. We help a lot of people, Dan. I think a lot of people have jacked their productivity as hard as they can. They've already uh, you know, they've cough hacked everything that they can, mm-hmm. and now I think we're telling them about the darker arts. 
right? We're telling black them about arts. The, well, it's dark gray arts at least. The things, the things that uh, you know, the pointy wizard hat stuff that they don't teach you in school. That's what I think. We help hmm. a lot of people. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I think we should do an episode. We should do an episode. We should do an episode. We should do an episode or a segment about how to get. What was the phrase? Excited about something? How to get a taste for something? Yeah, uh, how to acquire a taste for something. And then we should also have an episode on how to walk. You know what? How to ambulate. How to move amongst other people. I would like to have a dedicated, maybe four-week episode. We'll get it sponsored by, by Safeway. That'll be about how to be around other people. <laughs> yeah. The- I like it. I'm there. I'm all there. We could help a lot of people, Dan. Yeah. I love spiders. I'd never kill a spider. Why spiders, not? Why not? Mosquitoes. You know that? Why, 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 but look at them. They're magical. I'm hypnotized by spiders. There's almost, that's almost the only thing I will kill. Is this a Dan Slot thing? Are you still mad? No, I'm, I'm feeling better about that. I'm not, I'm not really happy with the way things are right now in Superior Spider-Man, but I know that things are going to get better. So, Did you see uh, the Silver Surfer that's coming? No. You don't. You, do you like Mike Allred? I and mean, he has people have strong feelings about Mike Allred, like the, like the guy who did FF. Yeah, he did. Does that kind of computery style? Yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I actually like some of that. And Slot and Mike Allred doing Silver Surfer. I'm gonna look for this. <laughs> I think it's gonna be pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, Mike Allred stuff on FF is the best. He he draws a hell of a boloid. Look at this. Look at this. March 2014. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. This looks good. This looks good. Oh, I'm seeing this cover. Okay. And this is the the same uh, guy that was doing the covers of the fan. Now I'm following what you're talking about. Yeah, he does. uh, He did FF. Right. He has a very distinctive, like, I think he he almost, it's very, I don't want to say computery. That's the wrong way to put it. But No, I know what you're talking about. His lines are very, you know, smooth. It's very, it looks like he was done in Illustrator in a good way. Hell of a moloid. <sighs> I'm going to tell you about our last uh, thing. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just thinking, Dan. I'm just thinking about how other ways we can help people. I'm, I'm realizing as I sit here, I have a spider sense that there's still so many things that we can help people with. And I think the narrowness of my vision. I've been walking into a, a dark blue tunnel, not thinking enough about all the ways I could help people. And now I'm going to do that while you talk about this. I have a I have a, a topic that we could maybe not get to this time, but the, but it's something that I find that I've been falling into a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, a problem that uh, that I've been having is about hosting. It's not about hosting, but I will I will tell you how to solve hosting problems if you're interested. That's a problem I can definitely uh, help you with. Of course, I'm interested. I'm not an animal. HostGator.com, premier web hosting provider. These folks are amazing. They're based here in Austin at Houston. Can't hold the Houston part against them, but they do have a great office here in Austin. And if you're looking to start a website, HostGator is going to help you get started. They've got monthly hosting plans. See, you don't you don't sign up for long periods of time. You just get what you need. One-click installs, tons of other features that make getting your site up and running really, really easy. If you're a more advanced uh, user, if you're a, like a, a Merlin or a Marco and, and you, you want to do this stuff yourself, you can do it all yourself. They even got reseller plans. You, you want to go and, you know, let's say you're like a, a developer and you build sites and you, you have templates and stuff like that and you want a client comes to you, you can roll out your own. You can charge them and you can make money 
off getting them hosted with one of the best uh, hosting providers around. They've got the VPS, which is what I like. They've got dedicated servers like Marco uses. HostGator is going to give you 99.9% uptime no matter what you're doing, no matter your size or your needs. They have these great, I mentioned it before, one-click installs. They've got optimized hosting platforms, unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, free site builder. You name it, they've got it. Go over there, 24-7 support at HostGator.com. Special code. It's again, this is a huge discount, folks. 30% off everything at HostGator. Everything that they sell. They sell domains. They sell SSL certificates. They sell all the great hosting stuff. Back to work. All one word spelled out is the code for 30% off. Thank you very much to HostGator.com for making this show possible. Dan Benjamin. I'm going to go check out this uh, <clears throat> this Silver Surfer. When is this out? March. Yeah, they had a flyer for it at the comic shop. I think really just anything where we help people to understand that their intuitions are trying to tell them something. You know, mm-hmm. there's things that your that your your mind, your body are trying to tell you about life if you just listen incorrectly enough. You just gotta you gotta be open, right? Open to it. That's what we can teach people. I mean, we, how much more can we teach you about how to hack your calendar, right? But but we can tell you things about like how to know uh, which person you should preemptively punch at a bar. Like mm. that could be something where you hear a, like a, like almost like a voice in your head that would tell you to do that, right? There's something. There's something that says, like maybe 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 in a voice like an elf that would say, <laughs> "There's a there's a here somewhere." Hello. There's still another spider. Try the guest bath. Oh, water closet. And you would know, and you would know that that's 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 something you'd be listening for with a, for lack of a better word, a voice in your head. Yeah. <sighs> I yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I know you're a little worried about me. I don't hear voices. I'm not that worried about you. I'm not, I'm not that worried about you. I think you're fine. I think as long as you can tell people with your turn signals where you'd like them to go, because uh, you've got to get home and, and kill a spider. You know, is there? I think that's that's healthy. I'm that's not saying. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that I understand no. these things. I'm reporting no. what I have observed. If you observe yes. something, you want to report that. That's right. That's absolutely right. You're a scientist of the mind. <clears throat> You understand what I'm saying? You want uh, yes, to? Yes, I do. Hmm? I'm not saying I have an explanation for it. I'm just saying it's no. something that's there that I've observed, and then I'm curious about uh, how it works. I have had things like that. My daughter thinks she's psychic, and it's uh, like all little kids, probably. Um, <laughs> she says things like, "What do we? We told her something the other day. I was like, "Oh, did you know that guy? That's the guy who does the voice of uh, Sully." In Monsters, Inc. And with exasperation, she says, you're overwhelming me with telling me things I already know. She doesn't like being told things she already knows. It no. makes her mad. Yeah. Um, How's she doing? Yeah, you know, pretty much the same. Super annoying. Actually, she's awesome. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Uh, what am I going to say? She's a, she's, she's a delight. A perfect delight. She still hasn't learned to blow her nose. They don't know. They don't want to do that. They don't like doing I that. I hated blowing my nose. And I told you what I would do with my mom. She would say, you need to blow your nose. You need to get all that out of there. And so I would do this. Like, okay, mom, I'll blow my nose. She's like, you're obviously sucking that in. You're not blowing your nose at all. She knew. She had, she had reverse spider sense to know when mm-hmm. I wasn't actually blowing my nose. Mm-hmm. Dan, you've given me a lot to think about today. I just, want, th- you to, I just want you to consider uh, I'm this. I'm, I'm no, looking I'm for an explanation. There's no question. I, I don't know if I can give you an explanation. I mean, I feel like if anything, maybe we could both find a path we didn't even realize we both needed to know that we were already on. 
And that's something we would just realize. Open mind. Is it, is it possible? Yes. Go ahead. This is all I'm saying. Is it possible? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead, then. No. Yeah, yeah, the answer is yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it possible that I did sense that the spider was there? Yes. Yes, that's correct. And yes, I just read your mind. I knew that's what you were going right. to say. Maybe, well, both... but did you read my mind or did you make me think it? Yes. Is it like forcing a card the way that a, a magician forces a card on someone? He is says, it? pick a card, any card, but it's the card that he wanted you to pick. Right? You didn't have any chance of picking any card except the one card that he had already predestined you to pick. Maybe you did have a topic, and maybe this was the topic, and you made me come up with the topic so that you could act like you didn't have the topic, but in reality, you forced this topic, and it was the only topic I could have possibly suggested. Yes. See what I'm saying? Yes, yes, and yes, and yes. How deep like does I'm, this rabbit hole go? I, I feel like I'm, I'm like I'm in a three-way mirror. I didn't even know had hinges. <laughs> right. Have you seen Moon yet? No. Telegram saw eight million downloads after WhatsApp got acquired. I'm sorry, I think I just had a stroke. What did you just say? <laughs> you heard about WhatsApp got acquired for... Yeah, that's crazy stuff. Well, Telegram, mm. which is the one that's better... What, what show am I on right now? Just out of curiosity. It was downloaded uh, 8 million times after WhatsApp got acquired. Just saying. Oh, you're talking about Telegram, the app? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that ecosystem is cray-cray. Mm-hmm. Let's button this up. I love you, Merlin, man. Love you too, Dan Benjamin. Mm-hmm. 